0: You're listening to a Royal Children's Hospital Education Hub podcast.
1: This is an Allied Health and Nursing Education Outreach Program podcast in collaboration with the Education Hub at the Royal Children's Hospital. Good morning. I'm Virginia Beckerman and I'm one of the nurse educators in the Allied Health and Nursing Education Outreach Program. And today I'm speaking with Professor Fiona Newell. Fiona is the Director of Nursing Education and Research here at the Royal Children's Hospital. So this is the first of a three-part mini podcast series with nursing research. And today specifically, we're going to talk about creating a culture of inquiry within your workplace. So Fiona, welcome, and thank you very much for joining us here today. Thanks, Jin. So just a quick note before we kick off that my nickname is Jin. So Fiona is likely to refer to me um, through as Jin throughout this podcast. So Fiona, look, let's kick things off. Um, Your experience in research and specifically nursing research is long and varied with a high level of expertise. I guess I was wondering, how do you believe creating a culture of inquiry for nurses is developed within a workplace? And then I guess further to this question, not only how is it developed, but then how is it harnessed and nurtured? Thanks, Jenna. I think that's a great question. And for me, the first point is that we have
0: to have an organisation that is happy for people to ask questions. If we dampen down the receptiveness that people feel they have to asking questions, we won't get a culture of inquiry. When you are asked a question of someone perhaps less experienced than you, it's not important that you have to have the answer. Sometimes helping people find the answer is the far more empowering way to go. And indeed for nurses with less experience, once they start to ask questions and are empowered to find answers, that is how you get a culture of inquiry by empowering people to feel that they can be agents of change.
1: That's such a great answer, Fiona. I think that's such a key point, isn't it? I think it's something that we're very fortunate here at the children's where we do empower each other to ask questions and we do really harness that culture of inquiry. So I think that's a really great way to start. So I think moving on from here at the Royal Children's, we have some fantastic initiatives which assist our nursing staff in creating this culture of inquiry. And I'm thinking specifically here of Tested or Tradition. So I'm going to ask you, Fiona, what is Tested or Tradition and and how did it come about and what do you think, is this something that you think could be embedded in other facilities perhaps and how?
0: Yep, thanks, Jin. So we're going into our, I believe it's our third year of Tested or Tradition and it's a competition-based format where clinical teams, usually three at a time, are asked to come up with an issue from practice for which there's questionable evidence Using a pre-prepared template for presentation, the teams then have to populate what is the clinical issue and why is it important. Then they have to tell us what available evidence there is around this topic and where the gap is. And then importantly, we ask them to think about what are some possible steps that as an organisation or as a department they could take to help fill the void that exists in evidence in that area the teams are scored on each of those elements of the presentation and then we announce a winner each time so it gives some healthy rivalry between the wards and the clinical units in our hospital and importantly The focus of this is on a clinical issue. We introduced Tested or Tradition to replace a journal club competition that we used to have, where we found that if people were limited by finding a paper first, rather than a clinical issue sometimes they can't get a paper that really matches the clinical issue and so we felt that there was a bit of a divide and probably a bit of a lack of make joining the dots if you like of thinking about evidence and the linkage to practice and that's why we came up with Testador tradition it took us a bit of work to develop the presentation format the scoring rubric but now that it's developed it's actually quite easy to keep rolling out year after year and certainly under the ethos of RCH's Great Care Everywhere, we would be very happy to share those resources if anyone wanted to contact us to find out about how they could do a tested
1: or tradition in their organisation. That's fantastic, Fee, and thank you for that offer because I just think it's a fantastic one. I'm wondering with um, tested or tradition, do you think that there is perhaps an example that you might have just off the top of your head of what a tested or tradition may have been yep. in the past, just to give perhaps our listeners a bit of an idea of what yep what you're referring to as a clinical issue
0: so one of the first ones that came to mind was a tested or tradition year before last which was around moving saturation probes to prevent pressure injury there's questionable evidence that exists for this. A lot of guidelines follow the manufacturer's recommendations, Mm. which are obviously quite risk averse, and rightly so, (laughs) of rotating sites every two hours. Now, in practice, I understand that doesn't always happen. And so the tested or tradition looked at the evidence, critiqued it, and then proposed a way forward. And importantly, the nurse who or one of the nurses who did that presentation then went on and participated in another program that we run here at RCH called Best Practice mm. and produced some audit data that will help us fill the gap that exists about evidence relating to pressure injuries related to Sats probes.
1: It's fantastic, isn't it? And I think, you know, I guess I go back to my own clinical experience and I think, you know, we did, we we just routinely rotated Sats probes um, yeah. every two hours. And and this is the fantastic, I guess, thing, if you like, with something like Tested or Tradition is, yep. is these brilliant questions. So moving on to our next question, and it sort of brings in tested or tradition, but I'm thinking of some of our external colleagues who might have limited resources, for example, to be able to maybe run a tested or tradition as such. But I guess I'm wondering what you think are perhaps some really simple but effective ways of creating a culture of inquiry. I know at the beginning uh, when we started talking just today, you mentioned about empowerment and asking questions. So is it just about raising questions or is it about having a lunchtime chat? Or I think back to, you know, the World Children's has a long history of teaching and creating those questions and I'm wondering how other mm-hmm. sites might do be able to do that.
0: Yeah, look, it, it is tricky because obviously – In a large organisation, you've got more people that can help people along a journey of inquiring about evidence and improving clinical care than in a smaller institution. But the first principles I think that you need to have in place is that there is a spirit of inquiry and that there's a place that people can come and ask questions. Now, that may be a dedicated lunchtime session. We used to run something many years ago called Lunch and Learn where you could have it as a question-raising format where people come along with their lunch with a view of being able to have those conversations and raise the questions that they've got in their minds and brainstorm it with other people and very likely find out that they're not the only one asking that question. Then we need to be thinking about, okay, once I've asked the questions, that's all well and good, but I need to do something with it. And the first thing is often finding a bit of evidence and that evidence might be from clinical guidelines that exist within your organisation or from published literature. And not only think about what does that say in the study but how can I relate that to my practice because sometimes evidence exists that isn't readily transferred to other environments so I think that important question of does this relate to me and my practice is really important. Once you've done that you can I guess target some next steps that might be doing a bit of an audit with a group of people it might be Collecting a a wider range of literature to inform the information. But you need to plan to actually do something because asking questions isn't enough. You have to find the answers. And I think importantly, through all of that, find mentors. I think it's really important that people look up to other people who they think do healthcare in a really good way. They may be fellow nurses, they may be allied health clinicians. They may be doctors. It doesn't really matter what they are. But I think if you see people in your environment who you think nail evidence-based practice really well, then have a conversation with them. Tell them that you think they do that really well and ask if they'd be prepared to help you in your journey because it's not a journey that you can take on your own. And to think that you can change the world on your own is a bit of a, probably a naive expectation. And if you work with others in partnership, you'll get a hell of a lot more done.
1: I guess it's the old adage, isn't it, um, Fee, about teamwork? Really? Yes. You know, I guess we're as good as some of our parts and, yep. and then those that we do work with. Absolutely. So thank you so much, Fee. You've really yep. tapped into some excellent um, answers to our questions here today. So we are drawing towards a close of today's session. So I thought that I would just do a little quick fire round and I'm going to ask you two questions just as a quick fire. So, Fee, if you had to surmise your opinion of nurses in one to three words, Words, which is probably pretty hard to do, but what would it be? Well, I'm being cheeky and I've added a fourth. I Great. do it in three. Great. Science <laughs> intersecting with art. Oh, that's beautiful. And if you hadn't been a nurse and a researcher, what else do you think you would have done? A florist. Oh, beautiful. half mm-hmm. oh, flowers are amazing. Yeah, they are. And it is an art as well. It, it probably is a bit, science yeah. and an art as it, well. It actually, probably is, fast. actually. I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably drawing them together. Yeah. Um, so, look, Fiona, thank you very much for joining me here today. I think what I've really learnt and taken away from our discussion, as some key points, are to really empower each other, to empower nurses, to ask questions, think about how you're finding evidence, and that will actually go quite nicely into our next podcast that we're going to talk about and perhaps finding mentors uh, within your organisation. And I really liked your point about the Lunch and Learn mm. and I wonder whether Lunch and Learn might be something that some of our external sites can implement in their facilities. So thanks, Fiona, for today. No worries at all, Jim. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening. Please view the description section below for more information on this topic. The Education Hub is a collaboration between the Royal Children's Hospital and the University of Melbourne Department of Paediatrics and funded by the RCH Foundation.